You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 143, how to use a Feng Shui crystal ball. Welcome to episode 143 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out and be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special subscriber-only offers. So welcome. And today we thought we would chat about how to use a Feng Shui crystal ball. And we're going to start by explaining what is a Feng Shui crystal ball, because some of you might not know when we say that. I know we just assume that everybody knows whenever we mention it. And often people are like, what is that question mark? So we're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about why we talk about them all the time and always say to use them. And then we're going to go over how you use them and their, their jobs in feng shui. So the first question, well, what is a feng shui crystal ball? I'm going to start by the way I describe it is it is a tool. It is, there are many ways to adjust, enhance in feng shui and in black sect feng shui, which is the feng shui that Angie and I practice and teach um, in our uh, certification program. It is one of the tools we don't, we don't have a lot of things that we use in BTB, but one of the ones that, you know, we do use And we do group them in a particular way of thinking about it. When we teach the program in level one, we go over all of the different ways that you can kind of like your toolbox, uh, your feng shui toolbox in a way and things that you're at your disposal and how you can get creative to enhance, to adjust, to correct something. And one of those is a feng shui crystal ball and it falls in the category of what we would call bright I suppose if you, because we group these in. So bright is usually the way we describe it. It connected with light, that idea of sort of light as well. And feng shui crystal balls specifically are man-made. We are not talking about when we say crystal, we're not talking about crystals that you dig out of the earth. We're talking about man-made crystals that have a little hole in the top of them. They're a prism. They're cut. They kind of, they're, they come in different sizes The size that we generally recommend is 40 millimeter, which is about the size of a golf ball. And it has a small hole drilled in the top for a string to go through. And they are to be hung. Most of the time they are hung. So that's why that that little hole is there. And it is a crystal that is highly refractive and reflective. And it's able to move the chi around a space And also light, you'll notice that it casts rainbows and it sparkles. Angie, what else would you add to that? Well, one thing is I would go back to what people sometimes think a feng shui crystal ball is. Sometimes they think it's like the crystal ball that you think of when you went to the, like the fortune teller in the tent that has a smooth crystal ball. And that is a crystal ball. But like Laura saying, we have this faceted feng shui crystal ball and that's a different thing. And you often hang it from the ceiling and it's one of the most simplest ways to adjust the feng shui. And a lot of people, sometimes I don't recommend it to a client and they'll say, wait, but I want to put a feng shui crystal ball. So, <laughs> so um, people really like them. And one thing is I realize a lot of people just buy them and then they don't know what to do with them. 
So then they're like, I don't know what to do with this. And then they just hang it in front of the window. They just find a window to hang in front of, which is okay, which is fine. It's just, just they're pretty. They're very pretty. Yeah. And they do, they will sparkle. They will make your home sparkle. And sometimes you can put them in a window, but you have to have, if that's what you needed to adjust, you just kind of have to figure it out. So not everyone needs a feng shui crystal ball. Just FYI, it's not like a magical thing that you should bring into your house that will all of a sudden make everything wonderful. It is a tool that is used to generally enhance or correct something that you feel needs to be corrected or enhanced. There has to be an intention around it, right? There has to be a a reason, a feng shui reason. Well, uh, yeah, when you put the intention or the reason with it is when it becomes a feng shui object. Otherwise, it's just a, it can just be a beautiful little home decor item. And this goes for even like with furniture as well. Sometimes people say like, where, like someone asked us recently, where can I buy a feng shui plant? Well, if there's the fun, a plant is a plant and you can buy any plant, but it's your intention and how you apply it that gives it a feng shui meaning or a feng shui purpose. I think one of the most effective ways to talk about it. And Laura, I started saying this because you started talking about it this way, but but you talk about how the feng shui crystal ball, it has this yang energy. It's like the sun. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, it has that, it's that category of bright, but it has this quality of the sun and it can provide. So if you think about the sun, what does the sun do for us here on earth as humans? The sun provides light, provides warmth, provides illumination, Actually, it's something that we can rely on as well, right? To to kind of be there and support us and provides a lot of clarity. Because without the sun, we wouldn't be able to see, we wouldn't be able to grow plants and take care of ourselves and nourish ourselves. So it's, it's I think that's a great metaphor for it. Mm-hmm. And that brings us sort of into... The second part of this whole exploration of how to use a feng shui crystal ball is why do we use them? And we'll get specific ways that we use them, but it is, again, we sort of talked about this. It is a tool. It is a tool. They they aren't magical. Just so you know, they don't have magical properties. It's different than a crystal from the earth. Like let's say it's a citrine or an amethyst that have uh, they have their own vibration. They're from the earth. So they have that earth chi built into them and they're, they, cause they come from earth. And each, those of you that study crystals are, or are really um, knowledgeable crystals know that even beyond that, each of those crystals has their own vibration. Whereas the feng shui crystal, it's like a mirror. It's the same. It's very similar to how we use a mirror in feng shui. So it's used as a tool and even a pendulum, you know, even when you use a pendulum, it is a way to, tap into your biofeedback, right? It's not, it's not the pendulum that is um, magical. It's, it's really just tapping into your higher self. And I would say the same thing for the feng shui crystal. It is a tool that has been sort of designed and used because of its ability to work with chi, right? Because at the end of the day, it's all about the energy and the chi in a space. And so it has this ability to change the chi. Okay. And then you layer on your intention, you put it in the right place. 
you acknowledge and become aware of something that needs to be adjusted. And then you bring in this feng shui crystal to be a symbol of your intention. And also it will do the work that it needs to do, which, you know, it has sort of different purposes. Does that make sense, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. And I also might add to the quality of the crystal makes a difference to if, if they're made of very inexpensive glass, then they don't have the brilliance of the sun as much as a well-made crystal does. And there's also like, um, we, we suggest a size of a minimum of four, 40 millimeters. Cause oftentimes people will want to just get the small little dinky thing, the size of an olive. And we're talking more of the size of a golf ball or bigger depending on the situation, but a small little crystal, the size of an olive may not be able to do the job. Right. Yes. Or you'll need a bunch of them. Yes. And then, but just get the one, get the right thing for the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The right thing for the job. And then some other, like one of my favorite ways to use a feng shui crystal ball is if you know how to apply the Bagua map to your home. You can use it to enhance any of the guas to provide more clarity or to activate that gua. And if you don't know how to apply the feng shui Bagua map to your home, that's okay. You could just put it in the center of your home because the center affects all the areas of your home. And when we do hang a feng shui crystal, we usually hang it from a red string. And that is another way to, again, we're talking about activating, we're talking about enhancing, we're talking about galvanizing and really coming, bringing our intention together. And that red, which if you've listened to our color podcast, red is a really important color and it's, and it, and it's almost like it kickstarts it. It gives it that extra like boom, you know, and it clears it, it protects, it It does all the things that red does, right. Which is a great color. Yes. But it is also good to refresh to clean your crystal balls, maybe every Chinese new year Mm -hmm. or once a year on your birthday or something, because they can accumulate grease and dust. Mm -hmm. And then the whole idea is that if something in your home or in your life is accumulating dust, it means there's no attention put on it and it's being forgotten. So it, it's not able to do its job. So it becomes more um, of a dust collector than a support, an energetic support. Yeah. And it does need to be clear because it, it needs to have light and energy pass through it. Right. So you don't want it to be gross and dirty and dusty. Mm-hmm. So another way, ways that you can use them is to modulate chi. So, and what that means is sometimes energy flows through a space and it can either be moving too quickly or being stagnant and not moving at all. And feng shui crystal has the ability to either to modulate it literally to, to uh, make sure that it's flowing, you know, smoothly. And so if you have an area of your home that feels really stagnant and, maybe abandoned and, you know, diminished, you can hang a feng shui crystal there to see, you know, to get things moving. Or if you have a really long, long hallway, let's say a long, narrow hallway with a runner and, you know, a whole bunch of doors and it just feels like, you know, the chi is just compressed and it's moving really, you know, quickly all the way down the hall. 
you know, hanging a feng shui crystal from the ceiling in that hallway will help to slow that chi down. So it has this ability to, to harmonize it, to either slow it down or speed it up, but again, to modulate it, to make it moderate, to, to, to calm it down. And then the other one, which Angie brought up is to use it for brightness. So to use it as um, in that category of bright, which is light as well as mirrors, you're asking it to bring in the energy of the sun or brightness. And typically when we would use, um, use it for this, it would be when I, I generally like to use it in the center to bring this kind of energy. Although we often will look at, it's kind of a combination of enhancing a gua and using it as the sun. So if we're looking at a, at a client's floor plan or we're talking with them and we notice that they have a really dark, you know, kind of dank little closet, let's say, or something that is like forgotten and they need to, and it happens to be in a particularly important gua for them. Not everyone is, but we've gone through kind of an exploration. We've chatted with them and we've said, you know what, you know, given what, what else we've talked about, this closet needs some TLC. And so then we can say, okay, well, why don't we hang a feng shui crystal in the closet to bring in that energy of the sun? Let's wake up that gua, right? So it's a little bit of combining, you know, yes, enhancing the gua because we know it's important and not every gua needs to be enhanced. And we, 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 we say this, we sound like broken records, but we say this over and over again, but through, you know, looking at things, through looking at the floor plans, through talking to the client, through kind of coming, you know, asking questions, looking at other things, we've discovered that, no, no, this is something we really want to look at and we want to focus on. So yeah, let's enhance it. Let's bring in the feng shui crystal into this particular area. Mm-hmm. Actually, that reminds me of when last month, Laura, when you and I did that free feng shui floor plan boot, boot camp. Mm-hmm. We, we had so much fun because a lot of the people on our mailing list sent in floor plans and we did two of them actually, because we got so many floor plans and we only got to go through about a, an eighth of them, mm-hmm. but it was so fun to be able to look at different floor plans and have people learn. Like there's so much more than just the checklist things that we can actually just read your floor plans. So so we hope you'll join our mailing list so you can be invited to those special subscriber only offers that we have. And, and, and if you we are should probably tell them, we should probably tell them how to find feng shui crystals. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And if you are looking for a feng shui crystal ball, you can find them online, but I also sell them at the holistic spaces store. If you go to holisticspaces.com. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. I hope you had fun learning about Feng Shui Crystal Balls. And you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And we actually just realized that most of the podcast providers don't display all the episodes. So now we have, we are now working on a podcast archive. So You can find that at holisticspaces.com, the older episodes, but we, I think Laura and I are going to go through and revisit a lot of them, like like talking about the Bagua areas and we'll see how that flies. We're trying lots of things and seeing how you guys react. And if we get good feedback, we keep going. If we don't, we try something new. So we're trying something new this time. And so again, thank you so much for listening and you can always support the podcast by checking out our feng shui certification program and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.